Where are we? Let me open my notes. I'm back in the cabin and none of my music equipment is here. My mic isn't here, so this is a phone recording. Hope it sounds all right. Probably sounds fine. I've actually been doing a lot of uh, vocal takes on my phone recently. Started because I didn't have my mic and I don't know, I kind of realised that it sounds fine. I've really kind of, I've really realised how, how little that stuff matters. Um, I guess it depends what kind of music you're doing, but especially for BVs and stuff like that, if there's no background noise, I just do it on my, I use an SM58 anyway, which is a very dynamic mic. And um, the, the channel strip that I've been using for the past few years, uh, to remedy the sound of an SM58 is the, the JST gain reducer, which is the, the first plugin I put on, which absolutely smacks the signal. It's kind of like a, um, it's not a compressor. It's like a very extreme, it kind of it acts like a compressor. I don't really know what it does. I think it, um, it just completely squashes the signal to a, to a, um, like to a constant level. Uh, I think it does it with like volume automation, but um, yeah, the result is I think if you used it on the condenser mic, it would it would probably feedback and it would probably be too much. But on an SM58, it's still quite extreme. But if there's little background noise and you're this is the thing as well as it is it's quite reactive. I'm a very uh, I'm I'm very reactive when I record. Traditional studio recording would be. You already know how you're going to sing. You sing live all the time, or maybe you sing like without a mic and then you're put into a studio and they're just capturing how you sound. Whereas with a lot of people that do like bedroom recording or like me, who I, I don't really do that. I always, I'm always recording for a mic and hearing myself through the headphones is it's uh, half of it is my voice. Half of it is me reacting to the sound of my voice. And I've realized that um, yeah, if I use something really extreme, like the the game reducer plugin, it almost acts as an instrument because it completely squashes my voice and it, it makes me very sensitive and uh, tuned to what I'm doing, plosives and and s's and like how to control my lisp and things like that. And so yeah, if I ever try and sing live, it's a, it completely throws me off and it's, it's not my thing at all. Um, unless it was in a very controlled setting where I had that same channel strip. But like I said, you can't have any background noise. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Well, no, I'll finish what I'm saying. So it was it was that, that's the, the first plugin I used, which absolutely squashes the hell out of the signal. And then to remedy that, I use the, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a, it's a Slate Digital plugin and it's like it's like called premium deessa so it's like a deessa but it's like a multi-band deessa and with that i just take out there's a knob there's a correction knob called like boxiness closeness and i just take them down and then do like a bit of a low cut and it sounds perfect especially for the music i'm doing at the moment where all the vocals are side chained very dry very tight um yeah it just works great and, I, and i've been doing it on the f this phone as well pretty much sounds fine for 
for backing vocals. So that's my long kind of excuse as to why I'm using the phone today. I just wanted to come back to the cabin. Yeah, I've got a few notes here, things that I wanted to talk about. And it's just kind of general creative stuff that I probably have said before. Um, kind of a reminder to myself. Got some bullet points. So, things to keep in mind if you have a lifelong commitment to something that cannot be quantified. Now, to me, that is, that's just being an artist or, or being creative or being committed to a creative endeavour. It's hard because it, because naturally as a, as a human being that lives in this world, you need and you want to have ways to justify the thing you're doing, especially if it's like the thing you're passionate about and you want to be able to justify it to other people. You want it to be quantifiable and, and for most people that's, that's money, success is money, things that can actually be measured in num numbers. Um, and I think it's quite damaging for your soul as an artist when you do have aspects of, of what you do that are quantifiable, like maybe you make money, but it's never consistent. And so when you when you do use those things to to justify to other people to the world that what you're doing is um, is meaningful or it's like um, it's fruitful, uh, then when it dips or you don't, you know, and, you're, and the numbers aren't adding up, it then really takes a toll because that you've been that's what you've used to measure yourself. So my advice would be just don't do it in the first place, even if you are you will encounter success at some some points but I think part of the deal is that it will become quantifiable sometimes but you sh you 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 shouldn't cash in on that it's very tempting because it's like look I've just spent years and years chasing this thing no one said I could do it or people doubted me and now I can prove I can measure in a way in that works in the real world that it that it has rewards uh, avoid doing that because it undoubtedly it will be taken away from you again. And then you, you've actually, you've placed more, you've placed so much importance on it then yourself. Here I have a, a truly new idea is far more likely to seem stupid, pointless, and potentially embarrassing. I always have to have a, a point of reference or is it uh, to something that's already been done to show, look, this thing that I'm doing is good. It's of high quality because look at this other thing that was successful and my thing is like that that thing or you know my thing has topped that thing and so you have a you have a reference there but the problem with that is even if you have the skill and you can do the thing that's already been done and it feels great because like in the, my last point it, it, it's become quantifiable someone else has made what you're doing quantifiable because they've shown success with it and now you're using that as a as a guide but the problem with that is is as long as you have that it won't be a new idea it's already been done when you have a truly new idea there is really nothing to compare it to and so there's no there's absolutely no form of validation or any point of reference which is why it's good to keep it to yourself because the only the only person uh that will tell you to keep following it or, or 
is you. And a truly new idea is far more likely to seem stupid, pointless, and potentially embarrassing. And um, untrodden ground has no map. Truly untrodden ground has no, uh, you have no point of reference. So yeah, there'll be no validation except your gut feeling. That's your only compass when it comes to doing something truly new. And that's why I think it's important that you kind of keep it to yourself and you're very in tune with your gut feeling. Which brings me back to the first point about not trying to quantify your your work. Because if you, um, if you spend too much time idolizing people and, and previous work and measuring your work against, against that work, you're, what you're doing is you're, 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 uh, you're idolizing kind of, um, you're idolizing things that are measurable and that's your point of reference. And what, what reinforcing that mindset does is it, is it takes away your, um, it takes away your, your gut intuition, which is what you need when you have new ideas. So yeah, I really keep that in mind that if you're doing something new, it's, it's going to far more likely feel stupid, pointless and embarrassing. But that's a good thing. I mean, it means it's new. It means no one's done it before. There's, there's no safety net. Um, and you just have to remember that the, the people that are accomplished now and can be validated on their work now and are re- reaping the w- rewards now uh, once felt that feeling that, that if they truly had a new idea, they went through that as well. So yeah, if you spend too much time idolizing people or comparing yourself to other people, you will reduce your instinctual abilities, which brings me on to, which is that point, which is a comparison is, is the thief of joy. You shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, rely on a pre-existing intellectual framework to validate and to facilitate your ideas. Lastly, even if you have the skill, the know-how, the experience, to be the next great thing or to do the next great thing maybe you you finally have the ability and the knowledge and you can pull something off and it's already been done as well and you could even make money out of it you could even master that thing but it's already been done and it's so tempting because people are telling you you could be you have the potential to be the next the next insert your idol here but yeah lastly why be the next when you could be the first you as very cheesy as that sounds that's what I tell myself every time I get tempted to if I create something or if I if I'm like oh I could really do this I could smash this right now I've got everything I need to do this thing and it's pre-trodden ground it wouldn't be hard Um, I think well yeah I could do it but you know why be the next best thing when I could be the first me.